Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Mouse Sheen podcast with me, Becca Strogner. And me, Hunter. Uh, Becca, this is like a big episode. And mm-hmm. you know how we st- we start the show with Disney 4-on-1. And for those of you who are returning and those of you who um, are new listeners, welcome. We love you. We love having you. Keep keep coming. Keep coming. But we we start every episode. We, we usually just like, you know, like do updates between the two of us, you know? Yeah, some um, kind of but, banter. Yeah, you know, but there there are the rare occasions where the Disney stars are out to play. And this week they were out to play. So we have a lot of stories to get through. So I think we should just go right into it. What do you think? Yeah, let's just get right into it. They they knew they I love it when they know we were recording. Because <laughs> like someone like just dropped something and all that stuff. So all right, let's get into it. First and foremost, we have some announcements via some new albums and new song releases. So Miley Cyrus just announced that she is putting out a new live album called Attention based off her Lollapalooza set. So I'm excited to hear live versions of her songs. I think we already heard that set live when we saw it live. So I'm excited to hear (laughs) to hear that. Yeah, like relive it. Also, because Demi Lovato is trending on TikTok right now, they're putting out a version of Cool for the Summer that's sped up. So, in my day, I called it the Alvin and the Chipmunks version. Like, that's (laughs) what it is. I don't know why people, like, I don't know. I don't know. What if it's like a swing ballad? Like, what if they just surprise us? Take me down into your paradise. Don't Don't be scared because I'm your body body type. type. (laughs) Don't tell your mother. We're cool for the summer. Hush, hush. Hush, hush, hush. But yeah, those are just some some albums and music to be on the lookout from your favorite Disney Channel stars. And speaking of albums, um, our our next story is Joshua Bassett says he was hospitalized with heart failure from the stress after the release of Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license. I've also heard that that article like kind of took what he said out of context and that it wasn't that extreme. Well, in a new and that interview, it was just like a very stressful situation. Well, in a new interview with People magazine, Joshua Bassett opened up about what led to his hospitalization hospitalization suggesting that the stress from the overall reaction to driver's license contributed to his condition. Joshua says that he started feeling seriously ill the week before his hospitalization as a result of the stress he felt from online chatter surrounding driver's license. He's quoted in saying, I was sleeping 16 to 20 hours a day, he said, after knowing that he was feeling worse every day. I couldn't even stand up for longer than 30 seconds. Nearly a week after driver's license dropped, Joshua Bassett's single, Lie, 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 was released, and his condition noticeably worsened. He continues in saying, I felt my heart literally failing, he recalled. I was like, this isn't just anxiety. This is bad. He goes on to say, the doctors were like, if you hadn't checked in within 12 hours, you would have died in your apartment. He said, what? Yeah, he said, it's wild that I was this close to taking another nap. Joshua ended up spending nine days in the hospital. But his troubles didn't end when he left. 
he just said, I was even more depressed and stressed. I had a panic attack every single day. That's a lot. Did they say what was actually, like, wrong with him, though? He just had some kind of, like, heart thing going on. And he luckily was like, I need to get this checked out. Weird. Because when he was describing, like, not being able to, like, sleeping all day and not being able to stand up, I was like, that's, like, I've had depressive episodes that are... Yeah, well, that's like what that, I think he, but... I mean, ac- according to the article, that's what I think he just thought it was. He was just, like, stressed and all, like, the 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 online yeah. stuff. But then it was actually, like, a real-life heart condition. Interesting. It's interesting, these, man. It, it's crazy that, it's, like, one of those, like, the, the legend of driver's licenses. Everyone knows it's Joshua Bassett. Yeah. And... Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett have basically confirmed that it's about him without confirming it's about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we all know it. There's no reason to try and, like, dance around it. Did you see that Olivia had a... Olivia Rodrigo has a uh, Disney Plus uh, movie? I did. About the making of her her album? Yeah. You gonna watch it? No, probably not. No? You think she's gonna win some Grammys in a couple weeks? I do actually. I, I I'm pretty sure. <laughs> My money is on it. My money is on it. Speaking of someone who hasn't won a Grammy and should have, um, Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna say it, say it with a straight face. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Ashley Tisdale was interviewed with Ar- <laughs> Architectural Digest, and she revealed that Ashley Tisdale made husband buy 400 books to fill shelves for a house tour. Well, she doesn't have a li- in a well. She doesn't live in a library. Ashley Tisdale admitted to Architectural Digest, I'm sorry, that days before the magazine arrived at her Los Angeles home for a tour, her bookshelves were completely empty. She's quoted in saying, these bookshelves, I have to be honest, actually did not have books in them a couple days ago. She shared a video from her living room. I had my husband go to the bookstore, and I was like, you need to get 400 books. The High School Musical star's husband, Christopher French, instead wanted to purchase books over time, but Tisdale needed the shelves camera ready. Obvi- she says, obviously, my husband was like, we should be collecting books over time and putting them in the shelves. And I was like, no, 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 no. So this <laughs> has gone viral on the internet. And yes. what, are your, what are your thoughts? I <laughs> saw a quote retweet of it that was like, I all I'm hearing is Ashley Tisdale gave $12,000 to local bookstore. <laughs> right. The, I just love how she was like, these are empty and I need something in them. So you, what if it's like, I don't know, like the weirdest books ever. I know she's not going to read any of them. What it's it's all just like 80 copies of like the like the Barnes and Noble edition of the Secret Garden or whatever. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Matt, have do you have like a bookshelf that do you, do you have like anything that is in your house or something that that like should be served for a certain thing but you don't have that certain thing so you like use it as something else? If that makes sense at all what I said? No, all of my shelves are like full to the brim. Like, w- with the appropriate things? Yeah. I mean, I have an extra bookshelf for, like, DVDs. Yeah. I mean, I have a... When I first moved to my first apartment post-college, I had a coffee table, and it had, like, a thing under it. Where your, I, your shoe table? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People made fun of me because that's where I put would put my it shoes. It looked stupid. I mean, it didn't matter because you lived alone, and ultimately, right. like, no one else really had to deal with it, but it did look really dumb. Well, I thought <laughs> it was 
great use of the space because after a long day, I would uh. kick off my shoes on the couch and put them in under the table. So <laughs> I know what Ashley Tisdale means. Yeah. I didn't purchase, I didn't purchase 4,400 book, uh, shoes, but, you know, you take what you can get. Uh, next story, we have some Disney pregnancy news and a Disney delivery. Ooh. So shout out to Joe Jonas and, Sof- and Sophie Turner who were on the Oscars Vanity Fair red carpet and basically announced that she's pregnant. So they're expecting their second child. And speaking of a second children, uh, Disney delivery to, to the Cheetah Girl star, Keely Williams. <gasps> Keely, Keely Williams. Yeah, she, <laughs> she welcomed her second child. Wow. So shout out to all the Cheetah Girls. And it's a girl. Well, speaking of ch- the, uh, the Oscars as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I w- we want to talk about something that's not the only thing that people are talking about. Right. Which is basically just like which Disney stars were at the Oscars. They were Disney stars at the forefront. Vanessa Hudgens and Sophia you- Carson were co-hosting um, ABC's pre-Oscar red carpet. Sophia Carson is such an enigma to me. She really truly believes that she's a Disney princess. But like she's everywhere. Like shout out to Sophia Carson. But she's everywhere and she's nowhere at the same time. I completely know what you mean. Like, I see ads about her album everywhere and she's on every red carpet every time. But that's it. I'm like, why do you have so many things to promote? But I never know what's happening. Her first interview of the night was with the young child that was the lead in the movie Belfast. Oh my gosh, did he know her from Descendants? He didn't say that he did, but she was yeah. bending down. She was like, "Can you give me a kiss?" And it was like Ew. very, it was very Disney princessy. And she, of course, had on that big poopy ball gown. And then we also had Kevin Jonas <laughs> on the stage playing with the Queen of Country, Reba McIntyre, for her and, Oscar nominated song. And apparently, according to celebrity run-ins, the Queen of Kindness. Yes, I saw a tweet that said somebody bartended at the Oscars, and the nicest celebrities of the night were Rami Malek and Reba McIntyre. Two yeah. RMs. Two RMs. <laughs> Two RMs. Which, uh, I would be scared to have an interaction with Rami Malek. Yeah, I was watching the Oscars, like, and when he did a walk when he, and talk, he, It was, was so scary. scary. I said, Medusa's calling. <laughs> she wants her eyes back. <laughs> he may have been a few drinks in, but he was like, it was yeah, so it was, Also, Zendaya scary. was there. Zendaya was there. Zendaya was front and center, got shouted yeah. out by, well, obviously the cast of Encanto performed. Ugh, we don't talk about Bruno. And they didn't really perform it. That wasn't even yeah, the song. Yeah, they didn't. So I'm confused by the fact that they performed a song at the Oscars that was not a nominated song. I know it was like to raise ratings or whatever, but they did like the first half verse of Bruno and then yeah. had Megan the Stallion come out and do a rap verse about Bruno and the Oscars where she said Zendaya over there. Yeah, and then it talked <laughs> and then the song turned into like it's Oscar night. But but so okay, I but odd. I do have to before we end the Disney stars with the Oscars. So Beck and I follow Jamie Lee Curtis, who's technically a Disney star because shout out to Freaky Friday. So this makes sense. So I love Jamie Lee Curtis with all my heart. Everyone knows I do, but she goes on and on about how she basically thinks or she says that she um, created Instagram. And she's a photographer and she's a great photographer. She's great at everything she does. So I'm following her and all of a sudden there's a picture of Sophia Carson on my feed. 
going back to she's nowhere but everywhere at the same time. And she photographed Sophia Carson sitting. Like, she saw Sophia Carson on the red carpet and asked Wait, her Jamie to. Jamie s- Lee took that? Did you? Okay, I, okay I, not- No, I, I read the caption, but I, I was confused. I, I, like, didn't. I thought someone yeah. else took the photo and Jamie no. just really liked Sophia, it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis noticed Sophia Carson. And Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to take a picture of Sophia Carson. And so she, like, told Sophia to sit this way and blah, blah, blah. And Jamie Lee Curtis posted on her Instagram and put, like, a long caption about how, like, Oscars, if you want a better photo op option, this is a perfect example. I met this lovely girl at the Oscars, Sophia Carson. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, why is she on my feed? Why is Sophia Carson on my feed? Again, she's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Uh, so yeah shout out to the oscars was there any other disney oscar moments how was i i didn't i didn't watch were i think those were the people that were at the forefront i didn't watch the red carpet so how did vanessa hudgens do she was annoying she kept mispronouncing things horribly and being like (laughs) after everything everyone said that she was talking to the vanessa laugh yeah, she, um, you know how they do, like, whoever's hosting that red carpet will kind of, like, give who their predictions are for winners of yeah. certain things. They were doing best song, and she said her pick for best song was, she went, Dos Origado origa, um Encanto. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> she did not know. Me, well, like I said, we had a lot of stories to get through, and... The, the Disney stars were like, they always know when we're recording. Well, they we, know. we got to wrap it up with our new Disney 411 segment. Oh, yeah. The Raven's Home Rehash. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah, so we watched the third episode. This is the third episode of the fifth season. And what are our thoughts? This one was pretty good, honestly. The B-plot didn't even make me irate. Okay, so... Which one would you say was the A plot? And which one would you say was the B plot? Oh, I would have said that the A plot was Raven at the Chill Girl. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, the like, A plot or... is consistently being Raven, which is a very good move. Um, yeah. My biggest issue, honestly, is that it doesn't seem that they will be addressing the moving San to. Francisco. <laughs> they have to. There's no way they can go on the show and just like magically. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like when. But, yeah, basically, Raven has a vision. Also, I noticed that Raven has been the only person to have visions so far. Yeah, Booker hasn't had any yet. So Raven has a vision that there's a fire at the Chill Grill. So she goes while Victor's resting. And this is our first appearance. And there have been upgrades to Miss Chill Grill. Yes, a new paint job. (laughs) Chill Grill Grill has been chilling and grilling. So this was a very... Um, that's a Raven reference heavy episode. We got yeah, some so clips from the original show. Raven shows up to the chill grill and there's this chef there that's like, oh my gosh, my old friend Raven. And she doesn't recognize him. But then they pull the joke that's like, I was there the whole time where they just edited him into a bunch of like iconic Raven clips. Yeah. And then they also, I'm, yeah, they have a conversation as well. We don't see it, but they have a conversation about how he cleaned up the giant, um, pizza. Mm-hmm. That she was trying to ski on that one time. Yeah. Um, and along with that, so it was, w- what did you think of like uh, just the, the chill girl being back 
in general. I you love to see the chill grill. I hope I that's do. not the last we see of the chill grill. I don't think so. Um, I think that may just be like a new set where they all hang out. Yeah, but then Rayu, uh, this man also drops that he is in a group text with Chelsea and Eddie. I, which is the first time Eddie has been spoken of on Raven's Home canonically that I am aware of. Me too. So that was a big step. Eddie. Eddie is alive Eddie. and well in the universe. So and we he have... apparently doesn't talk to Raven at all, but he does talk to Chelsea and this random cook from the chill grill. I mean, I feel like that tracks. <laughs> well, well R- Raven does go like, why are I in that group chat? Yeah, it's funny. So... Well, um, the basic plot of the episode from there is that Raven sees this fire and she keeps trying to stop the fire and she makes the guy mad so he leaves and Raven is like the only chef at the show grill and she's making everyone grilled cheese grilled and they keep getting sent back and then Raven <laughs> drops something and actually like does cause the fire herself as her visions usually go. Yeah. And then the B plot is that Booker stays up all night and binge watches like Alcatraz something about alcatraz yeah and he and ivy his the neighbor friends. and i want to say no, his neil. name's felix neil neil his name's neil how where are we both getting felix i don't is know is the actor's name felix i don't know but he looks I actually, like a felix. yeah i didn't hate him in this episode either he actually got me once or twice but the, they go on an yeah. alcatraz tour and they get themselves locked in a cell by accident and then they have to escape it wasn't terrible it was weird it was really weird but it wasn't terrible Every no time, tanya tees no gotta, tanya tees to speak of this episode no, but i'm saying if we get a freaking eddie mention we right, have we're, we, we're on the verge of something we're on the verge of a Corey and a tanya mention yes um, um and then i was like I was shocked skipping, that same as i was skipping through the commercials <laughs> i saw that they still do disney 365 Oh, wow, really? Yeah, they were doing one on Cirque du Soleil. So the graphics look very different, as does everything else on the channel, but I'm so surprised wait, that they're have, still doing it. I have to ask. So Victor's plot is he just sits on the couch the entire night. Yeah. And the like niece or whatever, or wherever her like, relation is the cousin, like face paints him, and at the end you see like what do you think is Booker! <laughs> what do you she think blames of Tiger? it on Booker. What did you think of Tiger? She did Victor? a good job. Tiger Victor looked really good. <laughs> she's she's multi talented. She's multi talented. Yeah. Well, th- I so mean, that's I, all I have to say about it. I'm ready for the episode where Adrian Bylone comes back. Yeah. Because I think we're gonna get another Eddie mention. She's Ooh. gonna ask where they are. I think. Tanya, Tanya's coming. I think if we get Eddie, that means no character, like every character, can be mentioned. Because Eddie, that was a heat. I felt like for a while it was. Orlando Brown or the name Eddie was thou shalt not be named. Right. So that this is a step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. Well, that's all the Disney 401 we have for you today. All right. Well, let's get into our main topic. Uh, Wait. What is that? <laughs> what? What's happening? What? Wait. What's happening? Is that slime? Nick, 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 Nickelodeon! April Fools! April Fools! Time travelers! Welcome to the Time Slime! The Time Slime! It's April Fools, baby! Everything in this podcast is orange and green and purple. You thought we were going to do something like Hannah Montana 
or the sweet life. No, no, no. It's April Fool's, so anything can happen. And welcome to the slime time. Don't tell the mouse. But this episode, we're talking about Nickelodeon. Yes. Specifically. And to start that off, we have a few little bites of Nick news for you guys. Right. What if I, I'm just going to adopt a completely different persona? Right. I mean, <laughs> Nickelodeon, I feel like, and we'll talk about it more, but I feel like Nickelodeon is a lot. Anything can happen on Nickelodeon. Disney's oh, more. Yeah. But, yes. But, so, now that we're on the slime time, let's get into some Nick news. So, to start things off with the Nick news, the new iCarly season is upon us. I don't know if you watch on Paramount Plus. Do you watch? I haven't been. I haven't either. I wasn't really an iCarly fan, so why would I watch? I was, but I don't have Paramount Plus. Right. Since this is Nick news, um... We pulled some stories, and our first story is about the new iCarly season and the new guest stars. So we have, for the new iCarly season, a reunion. Josh Peck will be on the new season of iCarly, (gasps) playing Carly's old manager. So I guess she had a manager in between the original and the new show, and he comes back and, you know, gives gives her some advice. We also have some new returning iCarly favorites. Lubert? Is that his name? Yes. He was the hotel manager, or not the hotel manager. The doorman. The doorman. With the huge mole. With the huge mole. And Rachel Bloom. (gasps) Huh? Yeah, Rachel Bloom. You heard me. You heard me. You heard me right. My girl? Your girl. (laughs) She's she's, uh, Live Life Free. How's the theme song go? I'm sorry. This Disney kid. Live Life Free There. I know somehow we're going to get there. And How do you not know one? our national anthem? My national anthem is not the iCarly theme song. So are you going to check it out now that I've revealed some of the guest stars of the new iCarly season? Maybe. Maybe. We got a maybe. That's the power of Rachel Bloom. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Josh Peck, um, our next Nick News story is Josh Peck has released a memoir. <gasps> and in the memoir, he goes in on his relationship with Drake Bell. And apparently they they were close, kind of close during the show, but then they really didn't talk after the show. Remember, there was that whole thing about how Josh didn't invite Drake to the wedding, yeah, and all that. And then he said that why would I invite Drake to my wedding when we didn't really talk? And then he confronted him at some awards thing, all that. So basically, it's Drake versus Josh, not Drake and Josh. But apparently, Drake Bell says that's what Josh Peck is saying didn't happen and revealed that they were actually hoping to reboot Drake and Josh. So basically, he just went on to say that they did kind of keep in touch every now and then between when the show ended and his wedding. And that Drake and Josh also talked about uh, potentially rebooting Drake and Josh. But so, and Drake actually revealed like what the plot would be. And one, the show would be called Josh and Drake. And according to Drake Bell, the project was shelled following some creative differences. And Drake really wasn't happy with the script, which Josh wrote. So he said, he said it wasn't the best. Josh Mm. wrote, uh, Josh wrote Drake as a failed musician and Josh wrote himself as a real estate agent. He's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, Drake is a musician in real life, so, but Drake is a musician in real life, so like it just wouldn't make sense. 
And Drake said, I just asked him to change a couple things, and he couldn't, and basically. That's well, I'm sure it's also shelved in lieu of the fact that uh, yeah, Drake is yeah. a bad guy. Uh, yeah. Wow. They never thought that it'd be so simple. No. Oh, my gosh. But Get out of here. Doesn't seem that they can find a way. So, I, like, since it's, like, dink news, I didn't want to, like, go too into detail about, because this Drake and Josh feud, there's so many articles because they yeah. keep going back and forth. And so I said, let me just kind of shed light onto it and reveal that there was trying to get a sequel going. But, I mean, it doesn't shock me when child stars are like, we weren't that close. You know? Yeah. And it kind of goes back, like, are you still close with, like, people you went to middle school with? No. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure some people are, like, devastated. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, speaking of uh, Drake and Josh, pe- these two people were on her show. So, of course, we all know the news that Amanda Bynes' conservatorship has ended. Yes. After nine years. And since then, Amanda Bynes has been flooded with TV offers after the conservatorship. Oh, my gosh. So a different kind of Amanda show could be on the way. Anyone and everyone in the TV industry has been trying to get a hold of Amanda Bynes after the, after the termination of her conservatorship, her lawyer revealed Wednesday. The lawyer uh, goes on to say, while Amanda's being flooded with interview offers, most of which came pouring in over the last five days, she's not ready to talk and is laying low for a while. Um, Several production companies have also reached out to Amanda Bynes' team about filming documentaries or potential reality show on her life moving forward. These places that want to do an interview are the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Wall Street Journal, Vanity Fair, Elle, CBS News' Gail King, YouTuber Logan Paul. Oh, no. are, Are among those who have pitched interviews with the former actress. Bynes reportedly has not been offered any book deals a la Britney Spears. So, what do you think? I I definitely think she should take it easy for a while, but that's exciting. I mean, if that's what she wants. Yeah, I love Amanda Bynes. Um, so I a part of me like really wants her to go on a TV a talk show. Yeah. I but I need like a full hour. I don't need like a segment. No, I know. I need like a like a were you silent or were you silenced? Uh, yes, exactly. Like, we need moments. But I also, I I don't want a book because I want to hear her talk. I want to hear her voice. Well, yeah, of course. You know? But I'm all for whatever Amanda Bynes wants. I'm all for whatever Amanda Bynes wants. We're happy for her. Yeah, we're happy for her. You might say you're for what a girl wants. How many of those have you? Do you have? I don't know. They just keep coming to me. They keep. Man, the slime time? has changed you you're so punny i'm hilarious well you know who else was hilarious amanda Bynes is, is i hope still man amanda 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 uh it occurred to me that i have never actually seen a full episode of this show before that we before we watched this i've just seen like clips yeah so we actually watched to celebrate april fool's day and and we switched it up and we're but we pranked all of you and we we're talking about nickelodeon and like you know the nickelodeon yeah, I actually stars. have wanted to do like a Nickelodeon related episode since the conception yeah. of this pod. But we, but we also like specifically watched an episode of a Nickelodeon show, and we chose the Amanda Show, which I think is a great pinpoint in live action Nickelodeon shows. 
because, I mean, along with all that, all that really was kind of like the the uh, Nick, the Nickelodeon show that you can pinpoint all that into like every Nickelodeon show from from now. Yeah. And Amanda by and I think the Amanda show was like the second from them. It was also wild to see like the differences between like what was going on with Disney at the time and what was going on with Nick at the time. Like this was around the time when Nick was still like by kids for kids sort of was their whole motto. So yeah. A lot of the stuff is like a lot more out there or just like weird than yeah. Disney would ever do. Some of the special effects I think are really bad and they don't try to hide it and I honestly no. love that. No, yeah. So like we said, we watched the first ever episode of the Amanda Show and the Amanda Show ran from October 16th, 1999 to September 21st, 2002. So you said you've never watched a full episode? Until no, but I've I've seen like obviously I've seen clips of like you know the girl the girls room and um yeah uh that, the dancing lobsters like just, uh, sketches here and there I've seen yeah. many times but the theme song because I was like wait the theme song is animated <laughs> yeah it it's animated at one point and then it changes just like pictures of her but I will have to say the first episode does not have any iconic sketches that like the girls room or uh hillbilly hillbilly moments. Yeah, we do it, see the lobsters walking in at the very uh-huh. beginning, but we don't they don't get a moment in the episode. We do get I Penelope will, though. We get I okay, can we talk about Penelope for a second? Penelope Taint. Amanda's number one fan, please. Which I don't know how I feel about the fact that her last name is Taint. <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly as a kid thought Penelope and Amanda Bynes were two separate people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It didn't, like, occur to me that, oh, the reason Penelope never gets to meet Amanda is because she is Amanda. I think that is, like, it was, it would make me belly laugh. She's funny. And the, and the more, like, the show goes on, and I think the more Amanda Bynes gets older, and, you know, the older you get, like, the wiser you get. And so the comedy is, like, even better at the older she gets. Yeah. Penelope, it's just, why, like, I need to know why. The writers were like, after everything Penelope says, she's going to say please. Like, why? It's funny, honestly. Nickelodeon, it is. Nickelodeon is so random. Yeah. This is the diff- so random was found crying in the corner after. <laughs> so random found with no heartbeat. This is the thing about we can we can go on on and on about like Nickelodeon versus Disney Channel. And this is just a prime example. Right. Disney Channel is more polished. I think. Yes, absolutely. Versus Nickelodeon is like in the mud, not combing yeah. their hair. Right. I mean. Like the they Disney haven't kid- seen the very first sketch of the show is like all these, all the actors and the extras and everything and people with tickets to watch the taping of the Amanda show, like coming in through the back door. You see, The Grim Reaper <laughs> comes through right. at one point. Like what? Um, Penelope comes through and then Amanda comes through and she's like, I'm Amanda, but they say she's not on the list. So she just beats up all the security <laughs> guards and it's choreographed so horribly. Like her back is turned half the time. I love uh-huh. it. It's so like what perfectly did you... imperfect. So you've never, so the Amanda show starts out with a monologue. Yes. And very ends SNL. like a closing. Well, I so, do have to address a moment okay. in the in the theme song before we get to there as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Go to the when it says song. created by Dan Schneider, and you can hear her go, love you, Dan! Love you, Dan! Yeah, should we talk about the Dan <laughs> Schneider of it all? I mean, this is our only chance. Ugh. 
hasn't she, has she said anything about him? I feel like she has. Uh, I don't think so. Has she not? Because I think when all that stuff, I mean, she's been pretty much silent since like nine years, conservatorship wise, you know? But before that, because I don't think she's ever like even hinted about it. I don't know. Has she said anything? Do you know? Um, uh, Bynes fans have claimed that Schneider behaved in an extremely creepy and inappropriate way, but she herself has not said anything. I mean, you can just look at the shows Dan Schneider created, and there's a lot of feet. Yeah. There's, you know, there's like, (laughs) what? very weird. I, I think that people, some people have it in their head that she ended up the way that she is because of Dan Schneider, and I don't think yeah. that that's maybe necessarily true, but... Whatever Amanda says is what I'll... Until Amanda Bynes says what happened. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So back to, she just comes out and is asking the audience if they have any questions for her, and her they keep, like, calling her phone. Like, this girl in the audience calls her on her phone and is like, what's your cell phone number? And she's just like, I think you already have it. And then some guy calls her from a phone booth in the audience. And then her mom calls her and asks if she's wearing clean underwear, which, like. Wait. Right. She The way that she was moving, she looked like she was caught on the spot, not <laughs> in some dirty drawers. I will have to say. So, like, there's so many things we can talk about with the Amanda show and Amanda Bynes. I think, so, I mean, where should we begin? Should we just, like, go? I feel like with this conversation, we can go in and out of Amanda Bynes and Nickelodeon and then, like, the Amanda Yeah, well, I feel like we can just go, like, like we usually do, follow the episode in order, and then if we have comments about things that are, like, related to that, just jump out. Because my notes are in order like they usually are. This episode, this episode alone is funnier than half of, probably even more than half of modern SNL. Oh really? Yes, that's what I'm gonna say. I just well, just like with it with it starting immediately with the like meatloaf cereal commercial. I okay, so (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. There was always like (laughs) weird commercials that I remember, like popper pants, where like popcorn in your pants. Yeah, yes, I've definitely seen that one. I remember that one. Well, I just I've always loved commercial like infomercials and commercials are so inherently funny and commercial parodies have always been like one of my favorite forms of humor yeah so this just reads with me and then you get your first of like i think drake bell is in every sketch in this episode yeah so again i guess we can go back into saying how like all that along with the amanda show really like helped branch out nickelodeon so i can like give you so from the amanda show you have drake and josh Mm-hmm. So and the mom Josh from Jake and Josh and the was mom. on this so, like, as well. Josh eventually joins the show. So from that, you get Drake and Josh. Mm-hmm. From that, you get iCarly. And from iCarly, you get so on and so forth. And <laughs> Sam and Cat. Sam and Cat. And, you know, they all, like, interconnect, and they all start with the Amanda show. I mean, they really all start with all that. But without all that, you wouldn't have the Amanda show. And with that, the Amanda show, you wouldn't have everything else. So which I think is, yeah. like, a cool, like, lineage that Nickelodeon has – besides like that disney channel doesn't that you can kind of connect every show from like oh that kernel ended with that but 
you know. Well, yeah. So the first sketch is a commercial parody where Drake and Amanda are playing siblings, and Amanda wants meatloaf for breakfast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Drake wants ew, cereal. I, <laughs> I hate meatloaf. This is another thing about Nickelodeon humor is that it's so gross. Gross. It's so Nickelodeon gross. Nickelodeon is like, they love gross humor. <laughs> they do. There's so much of it in this episode, too. Like, one sketch w- in particular. Are you done? Okay. Yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but that's, I mean, there's always been, like, around this time you would have had the, like, the extreme glo- uh, close-up grotesque shots of Spongebob and, like, yes. Drake soaking his feet in lizard pee for nine hours. And, Not like, it's pee. it's always been gross. Like, Disney Channel yeah. will, like, have people covered in things, but they will yeah. never have somebody, like... Like, a gigantic pimple that, like, the pus is, like, no, the protruding closest, out. I think the closest Disney came to that is that episode where Raven is in the vents with that smelly cheese. Yes. <laughs> On a scale of one to smelly cheese, Nickelodeon is, like, the cheese, is in, <laughs> the cheese is in the toilet bowl surrounded by a bunch of goo with a straw sticking out of it. And you're having to, like, suck it and suck. also put your feet in it if Dan Schneider is producing. <laughs> exactly. So that's basically what that sketch is. And there's like the toy in the box is like, uh, it's something dumb. Uh, yeah. And, and Drake was like, it turns, it turns the milk chocolatey. And Amanda says, no, that's gravy. <laughs> I need to know like, what is going on? I don't know. What is going on over at the Nickelodeon studio? And man? the sketch after that is Amanda and, Somebody who looks familiar, but I can't place who she is. So the actress is called Raquel Lee, and a little Disney Channel connection. She voices one of the Gross sisters on the Proud Family. Oh. And she was in the DCOM Poof Point with Taj Maori. <laughs> okay. Maybe I don't, but she, she looked familiar. Um, and they are playing, like, their bad... They're bullies, basically. <laughs> yeah, the the sketch is called Jack and Jake. And they're they, basically the least successful bullies of all time. And I found, I was like, she's the man foreshadowing? Right. It, <laughs> there was a, uh, two instances of, of gender bending in this episode as well. I, I think this is my favorite sketch of the episode. This is one that really made me laugh. It's not my favorite, but I did really like it. I loved the moment where they're like caught with the spray paint cans and the teacher thinks they're doing something else and they go, but we were being bad. <laughs> and they like, like have to watch the baby. And then that baby, the baby like pees on them because of course it's Nickelodeon, but the stream that comes out is so like staunch and hard. Like it would hurt I, if that hit you. I laugh. The waiters. Okay. The way Amanda Bynes delivers certain lines is very how Amanda Bynes talks. Yeah. Like, Amanda Bynes has a a certain cadence and a certain way of um, pronouncing things like college. Like, that's how Amanda Bynes would say college. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The way she says something when she she was like, the girls were passing, she's like, you won't give me a kiss? And she's like, come on. And they they stuffed them into the locker. It's like, come on, man. (laughs) I said... At this, like Amanda Bynes, Amanda Bynes, she I know. was so funny. Yeah, so there's funny. Ne- there's never been anybody else to do the game exactly the same way. No, Amanda. B- okay, I'm gonna tell you this. Amanda Bynes could do every single sitcom on Disney Channel, but I, the only person that could do what Amanda Bynes is doing, 
is, is maybe Raven. Raven. Maybe. I think she could. I think she could, but Amanda Bynes could have done anything else on the Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. She could have done Hannah Montana. She could have done Liz McGuire. But Hillary Duff could not be doing what Amanda Bynes is doing. No. <laughs> Sorry. She clutches, uh, she clutches her belt loops too much. Right. And, and Amanda Bynes would, like, I don't know, make those belt loops, like, into some sort of animal and, like, chase you around. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the next one was the the pimple kiss. Oh, I, yeah, this one was a little gross for me. But uh, it's Amanda and Drake on a porch after presumably like having a date and they're swinging. And Amanda's very focused on this huge pimple that's on Drake's forehead. And then for some reason, she has a dream sequence that is done in the most like pre Mr. Meaty esque like stop motion. And I will tell you. From my memory, that is not the last time you ever see that weird claymation of a man. It was vine. very off-putting. Um, like, ooh. and she like, she's so obsessed with the pimple, and she uses a hammer to knock it off of Drake's face, and then the pimple becomes sentient and goes, "That was rude," which did make me laugh. But then Amanda and the <laughs> pimple fall in love. And then it cuts back to Drake, like, asking Amanda to be his girlfriend. You guys, Becca just said, and I quote, Amanda and the pimple fall in love. Well, that's what happens. I know. (laughs) I'm saying you would never hear us say this in the the Disney world. No, like, imagine us talking about... um, Jamie Lovato and the pimple fell in love on Sunny with a Chance. No. Wouldn't happen. So then it cuts back to Drake being like, Amanda, I asked if you'd be my girlfriend. And she looks at the pimple and she says, yes. Right. So I don't, I didn't super care for that one. It was a little yuck. That was weird. But it It did, it still did get a laugh out of me. Yeah. And then we have Nurse Zelda. This was, I think this may have been my favorite. Oh yeah? Yeah. So it immediately starts with um, Drake Bell in class and he gets a paper cut. And Nurse Zelda who is Amanda, um, (laughs) bursts in and is, like, blowing a whistle and, like, going crazy. She shoves the teacher in a closet and says, shut up, shut up, beef puppet. (laughs) That's another (laughs) thing about Nickelodeon. They'll, like, call people, like, random things as insults. Like. Oh, I loved it. Like, beef puppet. Like, what? And she's like, are you are you hungry? Like, are you lightheaded? And it's like, it's just making a way bigger deal out of this paper cut than it is. And then she starts like doing the same thing to everybody in the class, like picks up a kid. That's very obviously a dummy and shakes it around. The the one that got me like good that I like laughed out loud was when the kid sneezes and they throw him on the gurney. And he's like, I just sneezed. (laughs) That ain't, if that ain't a 2022 way. She ends up like throwing someone out the window and the teacher was the teacher Nancy Sullivan. I couldn't tell. Yeah, basically okay. all the adults is the mom from Drake and Josh. The way that she looked with like the haircut, the glasses, and the dress, I was like, if this part was in a film, Alice and Janney would play it, and she would be nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> like Alice and Janney is always Oscar nominated for her short haircuts and big glasses and long dresses. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, another... yeah, it's, yeah, that, I can't remember who she throws some out the window, but she throws someone out the window, and then she just, like. She doesn't throw Drake, does she? No, it's somebody later on, and then they just, like, move on to the next. Yeah, that's another thing in Nickelodeon, they would always just, like, people who, they would throw people, like, out the windows, or, like, have people, like, fall down, like, ten flights of stairs. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about that, Sarah, even, I guess. So the next one is the what's the official name of it? The, the Simians, which I didn't. The Simians, which I did not like. Really? No. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like. These jokes the... would have absolutely crushed with a younger me. Like if I had seen that sketch yeah. when I was like six what or was, seven, it would have become my what was one of the personality. Jokes that would have gotten you. Just like the brother, like when they said like, okay, well, to, so the family. It's set up like a very normal family, and the mom is, like, putting a bowl of just in completely bananas on the table, which made me laugh, and it was less funny to me once I found out why she did that. Oh, yeah. Um, and her daughter, Amanda, is, like, half monkey, and her husband is, like, full monkey, I think, and so they're, like, they're hooting at each other. The joke that really got me was when they said it sounded like the brother was home from soccer practice, and he came, like, Tarzan swinging through the window. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just know that, like, this hooting and, like, some of the stuff that was said, I would have absolutely been imitating on the playground, like, every oh, day if I had seen maybe this. It's, maybe it's good that you didn't see this. Yeah, but she's on a blind date with a boy that's picking her up, and they're like, oh, he needs to talk to the father. And the father, like, at the end of the sketch, just picks him up and runs out the door with the boy on his back. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't my favorite. I just didn't like I, just, I liked it. I mean, I I I feel like if you had seen this at the age of like six, I mean, you, yeah, you would have let out a guffaw. <laughs> I would have let out a what? A guffaw. A guffaw. Well, <laughs> or a. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mostly a ha <laughs> So then we have the sketch, Mister Oldman, which is an iconic. I did Amanda like this show. one a lot. Mrs. Amanda lemon, lemon, lemon from the Cheese Company. Yeah, and it's her and a side-by-side with Mr. Olden, who's played by Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. That's Dan Schneider there on the screen. Love you, Dan. Love you, Dan. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's yeah. just basically like prank calling him. And she's like in a weird yeah. like Annie, <laughs> Annie wig. Yeah, well, she's supposed to be like older, I think, maybe too. Is she? But I, I, that's what I was gathering. I just love the way that like as that call was transpiring just the different faces that she was making yeah she's talented that amanda bynes and then we get to i i remember as a kid i really didn't like the mr oldman skits that much i the part i liked the best was at the very beginning when she said this is mrs lemon 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 from the cheese company because that's absolutely something that i would have also adopted as my entire personality as a child like I would have prank called, I would have star sixty seven prank called my mom from my cell phone in my room and called the house phone and said this is Mrs. Lemon 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 from the Cheese Company and she would have believed it. I remember in like eighth or ninth grade, we were at the beach with like family friends and we prank called, and I prank and I prank called Piggly Wiggly, which is like a, a grocery store, yeah, in the south, and I called them. I said, and I, I said. They're like, hello, welcome to Piggly this Piggly Wiggly, how can I help you? And I said, Hello, is your Piggly really wiggly? <laughs> and they hung up. Oh, and then and then I called McDonald's asking for a whopper. 
Like, prank calls are so rude. I went through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru one time and tried to order a burger. And I thought I was the funniest person that had ever walked this earth. (laughs) I was like, I have never been to a Chick-fil-A before. And I was really craving a burger. And I was just wondering if you had one. And I don't know why I was expecting this grand reaction. She said, no, ma'am, we serve just chicken. Aw, sweet, sweet person. (laughs) So then we get to uh, Penelope Tate never fails to make me laugh to this day. I just think it's so funny. www.amandaplease.com. I think this is, like, the best. Like, there are certain characters that I think click with Amanda Pines, and I think this is one that clicks. Yeah. That's why it's, like, when you think of the Amanda show, I think you think of this. I think At of least... this and the girls' room and the Maha person. Yeah. So, Amanda, as Penelope Tate, is, like, in the audience. And for, again, I need to know the story of, why they decided to say have penelope just say please after everything yeah so weird i love the random moment where the guy that's sitting in front of her they announce like a break in the show or something and he's like perfect i have time for a bowl of soup right so he gets up and leaves and amanda like or as penelope comes down into the seat because it's better and then starts showing the person next to her her website amandaplease.com and i love how like (laughs) she's like they'll say something she goes don't care you're wasting my life amazing she'll she'll be like you're wasting my life please and you can and (laughs) becca you said you can still actually go on amandapolice.com right no um i typed it in and it took me to the nickelodeon like homepage, like the current one which is still kind of cool but i i think once upon a time you probably could i do remember the joke of like so they they show the amanda bynes web amandapolice.com and She's like, here are pictures of Amanda with things that rhyme with Amanda. I remember that joke and like saying it on the playground. I'd be like, I'd be like, Amanda, a dog with a bandana. <laughs> I love Penelope Tate. And when and when the guy comes back, she's like, sir, sir, you're on me, sir. You're sitting on me, please. <laughs> and she has in her possession a single sneaker that she said once housed the left foot of Amanda and that she's going to try and get her to sign it on the tongue. Uh, on the tongue. On and the then, tongue, she says. so the closing bit of the show reads is very kinky to me. Oh. Okay, because it's, this, it's this guy. It's like more people asking questions in the audience and this older businessman is very specifically like, I want you to juggle while balancing a ladder on your face. And I don't know. It just like the way that he was like, oh, I want you to do this. It was like, it felt very like, I don't know. Like she was on her OnlyFans and somebody was like, I want you to Not juggle with a ladder fans. on your face. Not that. www.onlyplease.com. <laughs> um, I did love her little fit though. The dress with the docks. I loved it. Yeah. What was so... Yeah, it's always, like, something weird in the opening monologue and something weird at the beginning. And she always says... What was it she... She always says, all right, I gotta insert whatever she says here. See you later. Bye. Yeah. It was, like, something weird. What was it in this one? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. I So what happens is that this guy, like, asks her to juggle with a ladder on her face and... um. She's like, okay, and runs behind a, like, uh, I don't know what the 
Like like, like a crap. like a like little like um this is like a big backdrop. Yeah, she runs behind like a backdrop and uh a a taller man in the same outfit in a wig comes out and is like, Here I go and I know, and that was does funny. does the stunt and then it's like, Okay, thanks and she comes back out <laughs> and, and ends the show. Which it was kind of like an abrupt note to end the show on. I thought there would be like something else, like either another sketch or just like I mean, her, it would, it would, I don't know. Yeah. I mean it's like a sketch within a sketch type deal. But I I thought that was always like so funny because like a man would be like, All right, I gotta save my dad from all the red red ants that bite him. See ya. Oh yeah, no, I don't have any I don't remember what she said. She would like say something like that. It would be like something like, I gotta get my mom out of the quicksand, bye. <laughs> And that was like the Amanda show, which I think was like one of the the cornerstones of Nickelodeon. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it just shows what the comedic talents of Amanda Bynes was that instead of, you know, giving someone a sitcom where she's a girl in high school dealing with high school things and she has like an ability or a secret or something, she has a sketch show. Yeah, it's it's just a show that very much plays to her strengths. Yeah, like there has not been since the Amanda show where on Disney or Nickelodeon that the show is a sketch show and you Sunny with a Chance does not count cuz that wasn't the main thing about Sunny with a Chance. No. Like, you know what I mean? That's why Amanda Bynes is legendary. She's a legend. She I is. feel like if if things didn't go down the way they did with Amanda Bynes, she would be like one of the biggest comedy stars, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, she kind of was. At least if you in, look at her a certain like fold of comedy. If you look at her IMDb, she does not have a lot of credits, but because I mean. She was she literally was only around for like fifteen years. Yeah, because all that and then her last movie between all that and Easy A, that's all we get. Easy A came out in like what twenty ten, mm-hmm. and this was nineteen ninety nine. So all that was like, like two years before this. It's all it's all like hits, hits, hit after hit after hit. Then she had a show on the WB, but. Since we're like, you know, there may be not not another chance to talk about Nickelodeon since we're in this long time. Yeah. What what do you have to say about Nickelodeon versus Disney? There's Nickelodeon kids versus Disney kids. I mean, like you said, Disney is a lot more polished. Nickelodeon is a lot more sloppy. And I I feel like Nickelodeon appeals to possibly a broader demographic of kids because there's more of like a something for everyone with like the gross out humor or just like um more animation or whatever i like i don't i don't know um obviously nickelodeon talks about and does sketches and content that disney channel would never think about doing would never touch yeah which but because nickelodeon began as sort of like a its own like loud statement and it's it was always about being like very loud and in your face yeah nickelodeon is very like loud and in your face yeah which is like and that's like every show they did even like the cartoons 
Yes. <laughs> I will have to say growing up, I loved Nickelodeon cartoons more than I loved Disney Channel cartoons. Yeah, Nick, uh, Disney Channel cartoons are like not usually cartoons in the in like funny at least in the way that other cartoons were at the time. Like Nickelodeon like Rugrats. What's Rugrats is Back Rugrats. I rewatched an episode of Rugrats fairly recently and it is still like it's funny. Yeah. Like Rugrats is funny. Like I don't know if like by the time cuz Nickelodeon did cartoons like starting like in like 1990. Yeah. So I don't know if like by the time Disney started doing cartoons, I wasn't kind of like paying attention to cartoons. If that makes sense? Well, it can possible and Well, you can but I mean Rugrats there was not a Disney cartoon, TV show cartoon, I will just say. Mm-hmm. A Disney Channel cartoon that had me in a chokehold like Rugrats. Yeah, or like I, I SpongeBob or... Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, I mean, the only one I can think of when I think Disney is Kim Possible, and then the second one right. that comes to my mind is The Replacements. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wasn't like yeah. getting getting merch of the replacements no i mean phineas and ferb is great like it's great phineas but it's and ferb it's I'm a whole, for like me for me yeah phineas and ferb is also just a whole different breed of of style and everything than than nickelodeon would do as well and then i feel like you can just do nickelodeon stars versus disney stars for some reason Disney stars hit the stratosphere a little bit more than Nickelodeon stars, I think. Yeah, I don't know if there's any Nickelodeon stars that are, like, I, other than Ariana think, Grande. Right. I said, oh, well, I think the only one that hit the stratosphere like Disney stars did while you were in Disney is Amanda Bynes. Yeah. I don't, like, and, I mean, you could say now, like, Kiki Palmer... Ariana Grande, of course. But, like, Miranda Cosgrove was not in the stratosphere like Miley and Selena was. And still are. Hilary Duff and Raven and Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Bynes, they were, like, the four go-to teen stars, girl stars, you know? And, no, like, you know what I mean? And when you look at, like, the Miley years... You would be like Miley, Selena, Demi, Jonas Brothers. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh yeah, and Miranda Cosgrove. She was popular, but yeah. something about the Disney kids just like hit it in the other stratosphere. I think maybe because Disney had a more successful like music behind them, and they had a High School Musical and blah blah. blah so, but you know, Nickelodeon would do their strengths. Oh, every show yeah, has a strength and weakness. So, any any other thoughts about the Amanda Show, Amanda Bynes, Nickelodeon in general? What do you think of orange and green together? <laughs> I will have to say, slime. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon has something that Disney doesn't. Slime. Well, <laughs> slime. Yeah. <laughs> Disney has a more, like, Nickelodeon's mascot is slime. I yeah. guess. I guess you could say SpongeBob. I guess. But Disney will Disney will, will always be associated with the Mickey ears. Yeah. One thing I do love, I read this book at the very beginning of 2020 that's called Slimed, an oral history of, like, Nickelodeon from... Wait, I think I watched... They did, like, a documentary based off that book, maybe. Probably. I mean, it's, like, a history of, like, it's just people talking that were, like, involved on Nickelodeon in the early days, like, the early 90s and even the 80s. Um, 
And I learned from that book that slime actually came about from they put a bunch of food in like a bucket and they were going to dump it on somebody during a show. That's another thing Nick had that Disney didn't was like the game shows. Game shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were going to dump this like just leftover food on somebody and they forgot it up there for like days. And somebody went to go check on it and they were like, there's like a layer of like green slime in there. And they, well, they, I don't think they ended up dumping that one on anybody, but I think they tried to make the slime out of like cottage cheese. I will have to say, I always wanted to get slimed. Same. And like a goal of mine as a kid was to be at the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah. That's another thing. Nickelodeon had the Kids' Choice Awards. Why didn't Disney, you would think Disney would have its own award show. I love the Nickelodeon game shows. I love like, remember You Pick Live? Yeah. Where you would... It was like a real. It was like a like a TRL for kids, basically. So the cream cheese, the cottage cheese, was sometimes, but most of the time, it was made out of cream of wheat. Not cream of wheat. Anything but that. I mean, yeah, Nickelodeon had a lot of things that, because Disney Channel is just so polished that they would never. They would never like steer in that direction. Yeah. You know. But, you know, we can love both things. But, okay, if you had to say right here, right now, growing up, Disney or Nickelodeon Kids? Definitely Disney. Disney. Because yeah. I, I mean, I'm not as familiar with Amanda's show. I watched Drake and Josh a bit. Um, I was afraid to watch SpongeBob until I was, like, 10. Afraid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would say Disney Kid, too, obviously. I mean, yeah. we're both Disney Kids. Just, we wouldn't be doing a, a Disney Channel podcast. Obviously not. Disney was just more a part of my everyday life it was more like imbued into my veins just yeah yeah but i mean i think i watch nickelodeon more passively like i would never seek Uh, out iCarly but if it was on i would watch it i mean i definitely remember being like oh new drake and josh episode gotta watch the only iCarly episode i remember being like i have to be there was um i saved your life when freddie gets hit by that car for her and they date for like a second but then it ended that um, she that he decided he didn't want to date her just because she was dating him because she felt bad that he took all these injuries for her. So he broke up Aww. with her, and then that's when he ended up with Sam. And it made me really mad, and I didn't watch the show at, like really that much at all after that. Oh. Okay, top five favorite Nickelodeon shows. Um, of all time. It could be live action or cartoon. Drake and Josh, SpongeBob up Is to it- a point. Uh, probably iCarly, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. God, what else even is there? Oh, like Rugrats for sure. Rugrats. I think mine would definitely be Rugrats. I love Jimmy Neutron. Oh yeah, Boy Jimmy genius. Neutron, of course. Of course, of course. Um, and I loved, I loved Fairly Odd Parents. I loved Drake and Josh. I loved the Amanda Show. I loved Ned's Declassified. Nesty Classified was guide. so good. Loved Nesty Classified. Uh, Danny, I loved all Danny that Phantom? Too. Were you a Danny <gasps> See, Phantom? See, like, cart- like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the game shows are fun, too. And then, like, you know, st- old stuff, like um, Cat Dog and... Cat- uh, See, Cat Dog, that's another one. The cartoons just hit... Yeah. The cartoons of Nickelodeon just hit me different than Cat the cartoons Dog, on Disney Channel. Rocket Power, Ah Real Monsters... Yeah, there's like something about the Nickelodeon cartoons that hit me different as a kid than the than the Disney Channel cartoons. They also I had them. Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was like full blown horror that Disney would also never do. 
Well, Disney did have a horror show called So Weird, which I think we should cover at some point. When did they have that? Like before even Stevens, before Lizzie <gasps> McGuire. Wackadoo. Oh, like OG OG. And it's on Disney Plus. We should watch. Interesting. In the future. But Well, Nickelodeon yeah. Nickelodeon shows don't really have moral lessons that they teach us, so Right. I right. Don't know. So <laughs> has to go uh, Hey, and this is this isn't the time machine right now. This is the slime time. And so we don't have any of the we don't have your reading Disney Channel. We don't have Disney Channel lesson. Yeah. It's just a slime time, baby. <laughs> We're letting our hair down. We okay, ain't polished. Let's let's go out on this then. If you could slime any any modern day um, celebrity who you don't think has been already, who would it be? Like, are we saying like basically who we do not like as celebrities? No, just like who you would want to see slimed because sliming is like fun, kind of. Yeah, um, I would say I would love, <laughs> I would love to see maybe. I want to say Jamie Lee Curtis. I was literally gonna say Jamie Lee Curtis because <laughs> she would be like. She would post it on her Instagram and go, influencer. I've just been, <laughs> I've just been slimed. Y'all, if y'all don't follow Jamie Lee Curtis on Instagram, she posts like nine times a day. And it is <laughs> sometimes it's very unhinged. And sometimes it's all about her brand that she like, has. She lives it. in the she lives in the West Coast, obviously. Yeah. And her Instagrams are like the first thing I see in the mornings, like updated three minutes ago. I'm like, it's 8 a.m. here. <laughs> that means you're like, it's five in the morning there and you're up and at them posting on Instagram. Influencer. She loves Influenza. it. She, lo- she loves the gram. <sighs> so, yeah, th- that's my celebrity. I'm going to slime. If we're going to talk about celebrities I don't like, Shawn Mendes. But that's another story for another day. You're so right. So we'll have him slime. You're right. <laughs> but if people, like, you know, want to see www.beccaplease.com, <laughs> what, what what social media links would they find you? You can find me or on find. Instagram and Twitter at heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. Guys, the very, very last Robin Williams movie review is out this week. So as we go on, <laughs> we remember yes, it's all the Robin Williams movies we reviewed together. Hunter and I did review one together. We watched Jack. If you want to go back and watch our review of Jack, it's a very strange, strange movie. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of fun stuff so if you, you know if you haven't already been watching those videos go back and check them all out or just subscribe to the channel if you're feeling some type of way or you can check out my other podcast youth group survivor support group we are yg ssg podcast on all the socials and if you want to find me on instagram it's at real hunter martin twitter h cameron martin and if you want to follow everything about the time machine podcast even though we're the time slime today and today only Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Time Machine Podcast. If you type in the Time Machine on any of the social medias, you'll find us there. Write and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to see. Leave a comment. Like I said, follow us on all the social medias. Uh, DM us. We love talking to you guys because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. And speaking of fun, our April Fool's Day episode has been so much fun. Yes. I hope everyone was fooled into thinking you were going to get a little, you know, throwback Disney Channel content. But, you know, what we we upload our episodes every Friday and we were like, April 1st is a Friday. So we couldn't let this moment pass by. Yeah, it just seemed like a good opportune. 
but don't worry. Our next episode will be back in our time machine. Yeah, we'll, taking you back we'll to be the good back old to days. the regular good old days. Taking of you back the good old days of Disney Channel content. But you know, yes, everyone here, you, you listen, you just got slimed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and until we see you next time, this is the time slime. Peacing out. Peacing out. <laughs> <laughs> beware, be, beware of slime.